Welcome to On the Table, a podcast about board games, card games, and tabletop war games. Welcome back to episode 93 of the On the Table Gaming podcast. And this week, Josh and I will be discussing the reveals of the Mother of Dragons box set, as well as the Free Folk Mammoths revealed by Creative War Games on their Facebook page. Josh, how you doing? Uh, pretty good, you know. Pretty excited to see some uh, some war mammoth on the table. Something that we speculated about. Pretty good. We have war yeah. mammoths here. And I know there's dragons too. And like, maybe if you had asked me like three years ago, when we were like waiting, what was it like 2017 maybe, when it was Kickstarter time? Was that uh, how long yeah. ago it was? Man, I would have probably been like, yeah, dragons. Because I remember when the Kickstarter was going on, that was season seven of Game of Thrones. And they had that crazy like dragon attack on the Lannister forces. But I think now I'm, uh, I think I'm more excited for the mammoth. <laughs> I don't know. So I mean, yeah, it's a, I think it's a genuinely sweet thing that's happening in the, uh, in the free folk faction. And I like, like I said, like, I love that they have now, like, you know, they're, they're low to the ground infantry, but then they have giants and war mammoths. That's going to make it look really sweet. And these of course came uh, with a little bit of drama. So there's been lots of sort of secondhand rumors. But it looks like there was a mix-up and that Creative War Games were sent these units to use in like a battle report or some sort of video or content to be revealed at like a later date. But they had an impromptu live stream event that revealed like all the units and abilities and screenshots are everywhere now. And, uh, you know, Simon reached out to them and so they took down their video. But these images are, are everywhere. It's kind of a, it kind of puts people in like a weird spot. I mean, you know, accidents happen. Yeah, exactly. And I know I've been there myself a few times. And, you know, I feel bad for the content creators because, you know, that's super stressful. And like mistakes like this do happen. But it's tough because like once it's out there, it sort of becomes like the Streisand effect. And like you just kind of got to accept that like, you know, it's out there. Everyone has them. They're you know on Facebook. They're on Reddit. They're all over the place. Uh, and in fact, like trying not to talk about it, you know, almost draws more attention to it sometimes. No, I think I think it's fine. I mean, you know, it kind of maybe the, the big reveal is not is not there, but it'll still be I'm, people are still very excited about it. So I think that's fine. And people are going to certainly be picking these up because they're amazing. So let's start with the most important ones, because uh, I normally I would build up, but I feel like we just got to jump right into War Mammoth. Sure. So these guys look amazing. So the card art is cool. We got this like War Mammoth. There's like some shadowy dude in the background, like urging it on. And you are limited because they're so amazing. The mammoths are too good, too amazing. <laughs> you may only include up to two mammoths in your army. So oh, that's okay. I'll accept it. I wasn't hoping to like get like, six boxes and run like a 12 mammoth army but um i will run two and josh so what do we got to be excited for these guys what are some of the basic stats of them so they cost uh six points they've got a movement of six uh hit on a three plus they roll six dice they got three plus armor save three plus morale can we just interrupt here just let me point out that their basic attack three plus to hit on six dice it even though it's just their basic attack it also has a cool name that's how cool war mammoths are Okay. <laughs> it's called Rampage. That's right. It's not just like Sword Strike or like Hurt Person. It's Rampage. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Anyhow, <clears throat> sorry, keep going. Yes. yes. <laughs> so they've got eight wounds. So they do not have like the ability like Giants where it's like one for every two. They just have pure eight wounds. Uh, can't control objective tokens. Uh, and if this unit fails a panic test, instead of suffering wounds, it makes one trample action, which we'll talk about in a second. But your opponent controls it during this action. So uh, that's so terrifying th a little bit. Yeah. So basically, like you're, you know, if it, if it fails a pen test, your opponent gets to control where it runs away to, uh, which could theoretically hurt your own guys here. 
So I'm going to make sure um, like I play with people. They're not like eating Cheetos or something. And they're like reaching across <laughs> the board to touch the models. Yeah. Uh, but the trample action is so is uh, if this unit performs any action, it may instead use trample. It pivots, then marches, even if engaged, and may move through enemies during this march. Each non-solo unit, friendly or enemy, that's moved through suffers D3 wounds plus one wound for each remaining rank in that unit. A minimum of two, as many as six wounds by doing that trample action. So it's not only something cool for free folk, but it's kind of like a Jor Mormont buff as well. So it's a two for Oh, that's what we needed. <laughs> that's what he was waiting for. He's like, now yeah. is my time. I'm ready to rock. <laughs> but it's interesting, right? Because it's like, you know, the solo units. So that means, I mean, does that include like War Machine? Or are those considered solo units? War Machine is a, a solo base. It's just a large right. solo base. So like, you know, no wolves, no siege engines, no Jorah Mormont, Mountain That Mountain Rides. Mountain That Rides, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I mean, I think that's pretty cool. It's great yeah. ability. D3 plus one wounds per remaining rank. Um, man, these guys are going to be like, if it's like free folk versus free folk, like <laughs> these could be pretty heinous. This oh, yeah. Number of and them. think about like hard targets like, I don't know, Kingsguard or something, and you just run it through that unit. It's just like, <laughs> bye bye. Six wounds? Jeez Louise. Yeah. Oh man, we got to play some Baratheon free folk games in the future here. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now I do think these things are a bit of a, a glass cannon. Still, I mean, their armor save is strong. Three plus is really good. But if they get caught out of position, you know, they could be, you know, you could push through a ton of wounds pretty quickly. Um, the, the trick is going to be catching them because they're pretty fast, but they aren't cavalry, so they don't have that level of like sort of speed. So they're like kind of like fast infantry almost. Yeah, I think that makes sense. And at six points, like they yeah. seem so good. But I yeah. think, uh, you know, some concerns is, you know, they, they've got pretty good morale. Three plus is actually pretty good. But when Very you good. do fail that, the potential drawback and damage to your own troops, coupled with this unit maybe just getting put somewhere that's like not helpful, it's like basically taken out of the game for a turn, maybe if you need to reposition, mm. that, that could be really rough. And I'm sure that, like, you could set up situations where, you know, if you're playing against Free Folk and they got a lot of infantry trays on the table, you might, like, if it runs away, it's going to trample a ton of your own guys. So there's a risk-reward there. I still think 3-plus is, you know, unless you're piling a ton of effects on it, probably not super likely to get a lot of failed morales, but pretty interesting. But there's that risk. And then it was Ben Carroll yeah. on our Facebook page was saying, you know, it's all fun and games until you play into, like, a panic-heavy opponent. And he gets a free trample, and at the end of the trample, he parks your mammoth on top of a spiked wall, so you take the spike damage. And then next turn, you go to move it, you also take the spike damage when you oh, take yeah. your action. So yeah, there's going to be some dastardly things. So you all, you Nightwatch players out there, you start hoarding your senior builders who can put out those like free stake tokens. Um, that'll be your mammoth defense. But I don't know. The old X-Wing days used to have this this thing where if you put down a um, something on your movement dial that wasn't a legal maneuver, like you did a red move while you were already oh, struck yeah. or something, the opponent got to then, when it was revealed, get to change it to anything they wanted. So they could literally just go, okay, cool, you're just going to fly completely off the board and instantly kill whatever that thing was. So it was pretty, uh, it was pretty epic. So yeah, getting How to control your opponent's you... units is pretty powerful. The, the board zones, the end of the boards are like... Uh you know, glass, like, you know, like invisible walls, right? You couldn't like trample the guy off the board, right? Because um, I don't think we've had like voluntary, involuntary movement before. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, I know now that you can kind of like, you can pivot through the wall, but like, I thought- Oh you God, remember when you could pivot and you could be like, I'm stuck on the edge of the table. 
Right. Yeah. You couldn't pivot at all and move, move back. But I don't know. Like, do they have rules for like leaving the board? I don't know, but that would be terrifying if the rule is that you lose it. You know, you just, I guess, yeah. only run your mammoths in the middle of the field. Yeah, like if you have a unit that moves wholly off the board edge, but then does it just hit the wall and stop? I don't know. Yeah, That's so it only does it. like three movement. I don't know. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. The other thing is like kind of interesting is like, okay, so on this card here, we're not seeing necessarily like full clarification about what it means to move through an enemy during the march right well i think where it gets weird i mean i think like the the obvious one right is that you just move completely through and end up in free space on the other side right but what happens if i can move through one unit and there's another unit right behind it and i would kind of finish my move like halfway through their tray like what is where do i end up where do they end up can i even do that maneuver now I feel like it, you right. wouldn't be able to take it. it. Wouldn't be like a legal maneuver. But the other thing is, yeah, like, what so happens if you just clip the corner? Like, how much of a tray mm. do you have to go through? Right. Like, yeah, that's a good point. On everybody's toes, like just getting like the little corner edges, and be like, ha ha ha. Like, yeah. So maybe the march thing is already kind of covered in the core rulebook because yeah, you're right. If it's if it wouldn't be a legal move, you wouldn't be able to do it. So you have to like you'd have to position in a way that they're they're not able to sort of block you from. Right, people are hearing us think this in like real time here but yeah so if it, if it <laughs> then it so even though it's in marching while engaged the trample move is just like an add-on to the march rules then and you just use the basic march components right well and if you can pivot while you're engaged you can pivot through the enemy tray oh yeah and i guess does pivoting count as moving through them yeah well you have to pivot and then march but i could just be like you, you know move. if you like attack me with like four people i could just like pivot, pivot. oh you're right i have to move to move okay and it's so the one like pivot over one tray over. and then like march through the other one and be like, in a circle. <laughs> hey that seems like kind of war mammothy yeah this is where when chase gets a little too excited about war mammoths and just wants to like make his own rules <laughs> that, that, right, I gotta right. We're, we're recording this <laughs> yeah because that's even a weird one there because if it can pivot while it's pivot and then march while engaged it's like you couldn't you know, you, normally you a, can't move through an enemy tray right right and it's a super long siege tray right so it's like it's like, you know, Tokyo drifting. It's back ends like swerving around. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Could I, I, I like, like march I'll... through you and then like pivot over an enemy and then land where I could land and be like, I spun around and like whack another guy, but, but it's just part of my like realignment. Maybe. Oh, man. Know. Okay. We're going to have so there's much a lot fun. Of, there's a lot of like, yeah, I feel like this is going to be an FAQ for sure oh i'm sure I'm, I'm sure once we get out like people will start talking about it more and we'll it'll be like you guys yeah. were just like in the heat of the moment not thinking of like the obvious basic rules of like marches or something uh, that that could also be yeah i mean we're all <laughs> it's gonna be like user mammer uh, user, <laughs> user error here right and then like how is this going to interact with some command cards like I'm trying to think of, like styre's vengeance there might be better targets, but there could be some times where this would be useful where you know styre's vengeance where at the start of a friendly turn you can target one friendly combat unit if that friendly, if if a friendly combat unit has been destroyed this round, remove one activation token from that target unit. So you could like trample through something, and then you could have a a unit of yours be dead, and then like turn around and, I guess you would play this, and you could trample through a unit, and then you could like activate again and like trample back, just be like marching all over, you know, oh. you could march you know twenty four inches down like a straight battle line, just being like, mom, an elephant. Right. Well, and I mean, the, the attack wouldn't be too bad. I mean, you, then, you, then you're rolling eight dice on a two plus. That's that's pretty solid. If you happen to have to use your actual attack as opposed to the trample. Oh, yeah, I forget. Yeah, and you don't have to trample. You may <laughs> instead use trample, but you could still use like Harma's flanking maneuver. Um, mm. You could use, uh, you know, oh, man, so many things that just increase your dice. That'd be insane. 
But I mean, the triple is still generally going to be better, I think, in most cases where you're charging an enemy that's like a heavily armored unit. But mm-hmm. if you're rolling eight dice on two plus against something that's lightly armored, then you actually could theoretically do more damage with that. Oh, man, you could even put like uh, rattle shirt trophies on it. <laughs> like the yeah, mark yeah. of slaughter where it's it's uh, getting plus two dice. So it would be attacking with eight dice on a three plus and it would be healing a wound every time it attacks. You could have like your your terrifying like bone mammoth. That's got to be a conversion we do. <laughs> bone mammoth's ready. <laughs> yeah, that could oh, be pretty sweet. You know, rallying assault, counter charge, some of those torment cards. There's going to be so many cool options. Oh, and fainting maneuver, Harma. So could you then like use that to get a free charge and then position it to the flank and then next turn you could just like march through a unit sideways maybe like multiple units that way oh man this is going to be fun i'm yeah fainting maneuver would be pretty sick that one for sure if you ended up like you pull off the charge you move into the flank automatically and then let's say they're in a battle line with like two units next to each other that have already activated you know magical christmas land of course but you could like trample through both of them that that could be ridiculous Man, yeah. So I think that's like a. Uh, this is just gonna be so much fun to like just to play with. I think maybe I'm yeah. the most excited for this because it's just like a new new opportunities, new ways of thinking about the game uh, in a way that we haven't had before. And I'm sure as I we were like, oh, three plus morale is like pretty good. Like we're not gonna lose control of these that much. I'm sure that'll be an experience as well when there's like a first time where it's like, oh, you get to move my mammoth. Like what? What now? Hundred percent. 100%. Yeah, I mean, there, there, there is going to be that situation though where you can just get like charged and just take a lot of damage. You now, know? I'm wondering, uh, are we going to see mammoths everywhere? Because I think with a limit of two, I think the box will come with two. And yeah. so you're going to sell like, it's like the old Free Folk Raiders where like, I remember just seeing boxes of those, those, boxes of those everywhere because nobody was buying like a single unit of Free Folk Raiders. They're oftentimes buying like core box sets. Right, right. So it's going to be something where like you, it's awesome, but you only buy one. You're not like stocking up on. Well, and I th- I feel like I mean the war mammoths. I mean for their points could do a ton of damage. They fit a really nice role because I feel like one of the things about free poke is you got the swarmier list. You got like and then you've got like sort of like your if you have like your more like elite damage list mm-hmm. and to focus more on giants or cave dwelling savages that kind of stuff. But like this is like another pretty cheap unit that could theoretically do a lot of damage. Yeah, I mean, auto wounds are huge. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then, like, what are Free Folk armies going to, like, visually look like now on the table? You've got giants, you've got mammoths. Mm -hmm. It's not just going to be, like, massive infantry spreads. I just love the way the faction is developing some more examples of, uh, you know, I I love the way the faction is developing, like, just kind of a newer look, like, actually on the table. And, you know, we don't even have a Heroes box 2 yet. Like, in some ways, people might argue that Free Folk like, isn't even a full faction or a fully developed faction yet because we haven't hit that, like, first Hero box benchmark that Night's yeah, Watch have... and Free Folks are kind of dragging their butts on. <laughs> but Baratheons have two Hero boxes and no units, so yeah. I think I'd rather have the units and not the Heroes. But I think those, just... those old days of maybe <laughs> using that as, like, a benchmark of, like, how far a faction is maybe maybe don't make sense anymore. Right, right, yeah. I mean, I know we eventually got Rose Knights and... Um... Oh gosh, what are they called? Yeah, the roller faithful. Yeah, can't find them anywhere. Uh, hopefully, hopefully with this new switch to the way the shipping's working, and and uh, as we get through these COVID times, like hopefully things will start to stabilize, uh, at least in time for everyone to get their long-awaited dragons. And so next up, we have the Mother of Dragons. So we actually had the Mother Dragons Hero Box comes with two Daenerys Targaryens, so bringing the total number in the game up to three. 
So we have the NCU that came in the starter set. And so it would include the Mother of Dragons, which is a combat battlefield attachment, and another NCU, but this time an NCU commander, Daenerys Targaryen, the Queen of Marine. So the Mother of Dragons, though, I think is kind of one of the cooler takes here because it kind of flips on its head what the Targaryen forces might look like. So now instead of going for an army of a few really expensive units, you're going to go to an army of a few really expensive dragons. <laughs> Although maybe yeah. they're not that expensive now in this form. So Daenerys Targaryen is the heir of House Targaryen. So when she's in a unit, that unit gains plus two additional victory points when destroyed. So people it gives are, it to your opponent. Yeah, they're going to be like headhunting you. Yes. Um, and she's got Mother of Dragons. When you claim a zone on the tactics board, so with any NCU, you may replace its effect with search your tactics deck discard pile. Oh, search your tactics deck or discard pile for one of Daenerys's commander tactics cards and add it to your hand, then shuffle your tactics deck. That ability is ridiculous. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, that is so ridiculously good. And it's borderline nuts that they even printed something like that because that is literally tutor for the absolute best example of a card from your whole deck or discard pile something you've already played just get it back that's completely crazy but as they say but wait there's more the the mother of dragons has a special rule called mother of dragons that sort of makes sense uh your army must must include drogon Rhaegal, and viserion reduce the cost of each of these units by two so i guess maybe at some point we need to talk about these dragons here these are the dragons are nine points and so they're going to be reduced down to seven points when you take the Mother of Dragons, but you have to take all three, which is 21 points, and Daenerys has to go in a unit, and it's a unit that, if it gets killed, gives your opponent plus two victory points, so you're probably not going to just throw it into, like, Bolton Cutthroats or something like that. Right. So it's a, your army list there is going to be pretty predetermined for you. Yeah, a big chunk of it will, for sure. I mean, think about it. Like, you have to, I mean, probably the safest place to put her is, like, you know, you got Unsullied, but their armor is not that great, but their morale is pretty good. I don't know. Maybe you put them in whole House Bolton Blackguards. Perhaps, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's a matter of, like, pretty important. I think the, the defensive point is the most important. Um, yeah. Because looking down at the dragons here, so we have now Rhaegal, Viserion, and we'd already seen Drogon. They're all the similar when it comes to wounds. So they all have eight wounds. Uh, same thing for movement. And then they have different attacks. Like uh, Rhaegal has Jade Fire, Viserion has Golden Fire, and Drogon has Black Fire. So they all have similar attacks that are like short-ranged short ranged ranged attack and then a melee attack. Um, but uh, they vary in the sorts of tokens they put out. So like, or not, they vary in the types of tokens they put out. Yeah. So they're all vicious. And so, you know, Rhaegal does the weakened token after he attacks you. So D3 plus three wounds on one enemy within short range. And they become weakened. Viserion does that, but makes them vulnerable. And then Drogon does that and makes them panicked. Here's a question. Mm -hmm. Is an enemy within short range of that unit counts themselves too, right? Because they're within short range of themselves. It doesn't have to be, a, it doesn't, it's not a different enemy. Yes, yes. Yeah, I mean, so I, I think templating we i think we kind of guessed this when we saw drogon right like that we mm -hmm. thought maybe it would just play with different versions of the token um just fine i, I was hoping they do something a little bit different but i mean they're still definitely super powerful 
because um, you got basically cavalry with a short range fire that you know is vicious and automatically does wounds and doesn't even have to roll the hit. So think about like you are definitely, no matter what you're shooting at, doing a ton of wounds. And in some cases, you're triggering all these other tokens and stuff. Like it can be pretty scary, without a doubt. So they're the problem with them then is they are they have eight wounds. Like they're not fragile, but mm. anything that's like dedicated to killing things, like you know, your more scarier units can make short work of them. Um, I would say so. I mean, like think about like a couple barrages of crossbow bolts, you know? Yeah. Um, it does like, you know, knocks their armor down to a five plus, you know, it's probably the morale will doesn't do anything, right? They don't even right. have a morale value. So that's like so, their most defensive trait. Correct. So it's like, I think it's hard to do eight actual wounds, like punch that many through in a single attack, right? In most cases, I think where these guys are going to have successes, you want to get like, around and behind the enemy as much as you can because they the the, the ability to take the free maneuver and you can ignore terrain and units i really want to like get in the backfield and start like burning guys up from behind right you know so even um, units like you know the, the house clagane mountains men uh so they hit on eight dice at full ranks on a three plus critical blows right. but vicious doesn't do anything so it's like right. you know there's a chance but at the same time, like it's not a guarantee. And so regardless, if you take one of those like more killier units, mm. you can put down the investment in taxes cards and other ways to boost the attacks and maybe pull it off. But like, you know, it's it's at a cost. And if it's mother dragons and there's three dragons like next to each other and you like charge in there and don't kill them, like these dragons are going to mess you up. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think the other thing to mention is like these guys like for, like at, at nine points are pretty expensive. At seven points, it's nothing really i mean like that's a very low point value for point more than a uh, mammoth yeah uh, it's like flying cavalry right i mean it's got a little less wounds but uh their ability is just so strong d3 plus three <laughs> wounds so minimum is you're taking four wounds you're taking as many as six plus the plus the token so you might lose like half a tray uh, <clears throat> two-thirds of a tray rather with one attack yeah minimum you're using losing a whole rank so it, it, it they could really i mean if if they if all three of them fired at one unit no matter what it is in the whole game it's gonna die right and i mean they still have access to like the regular targaryen tactics deck we haven't even talked about daenerys's but like hit and run swift retreat you know they can be positioning and getting out of danger and you know they're gonna be somewhat hard to pin down Totally. I think that's how you play these guys. It's just you're you're never giving somebody a good shot at them. You don't allow the enemy to see where they are. You're too far away, so they have to take crappy charges. And you might lose one here or there, but if you can kind of keep that dance going for long enough, then it'll be pretty scary. I think. What, what these... sort of dance? What sort of dance, Josh? What did I call it? Uh, you just said a dance, but don't you mean? Or are you trying to line me up for a dance of dragons? Yeah, dance of dragons. Come on, <laughs> come on. That was a softball pitch here. Um, I, I think where these guys might struggle a little bit is going to be in um, sort of game modes that require you to hold objectives. Yeah. You know? Because but, there's not a lot of like very cheap chaff infantry that exists for, uh, for Targaryens right now, right? Right. Unless you lean into sort of neutrals, uh, which, you know, that's totally an option. But something to think about, like, you know, what do you do when you have to hold ground? You really don't want these guys camping on an objective because then you really, like, part of their survivability is, like, not giving people a good charge. But you can't really do that if you're waiting on an objective. Thank God, though, like, right? Because, I mean, 
Targaryen players have to make some difficult choices right now. But if they had like, you know, I, I think when we see like people do those like unofficial like team battles where it's like Starks and Lannisters versus Night's Watch and Free Folk. You know, if you have like a Targaryen Ooh. player and a Free Folk player and they've got like Free Folk raiders that can like kind of spam and like clog up charge lanes and dragons, that would just be a nightmare. Oh, 100%. I, I think, I think, um, I think these guys are going to be really good. And in some, in some, like, I guess if you're doing like a two list sort of tournament, um, you know, this is definitely like your Feast for Crows list should have dragons in it. So for I the, how, I don't see how you lose that. <laughs> I mean, I'm referring, yeah. can you, I mean, that's a lot of wounds and I, I should probably, you know, we got to try them out on the table here first, but can you just be like, I'm going to just murder my opponent. Like what game mode are we playing? Um, but if I can get my dragons, them activate with a free attack or get off extra yep. hits, like I'm just going to try and melt your, your five units of whatever my three dragons will start to just obliterate you. I think that's a very strong possibility, especially with, Daenerys literally going to grab whatever the best possible card is of her list of cards from anywhere in your deck or discard pile. Like that is so crazy. Well, let's talk uh, about what some of those cards are then. Yeah. Oh well, yeah, exactly. Why don't you start us off with Dragon's Flight? So when an enemy makes a move within short range of Daenerys's unit, one friendly Drogon, Rhaegal, or Viserion unit may pivot and make their free march action. Which is kind of crazy because you can basically just all right I, I got out of position i screwed up my my dragons are a little too far away so they're going to go head hunting on daenerys guess what i'm just gonna march my dragon back for free right to where he should be and even like the model ignores so the dragons have flight so they like the model ignores units and terrain when moving mm -hmm. so they could just make a free march action just like fly over an enemy unit too and just land right behind them so that's that's crazy that's a crazy ability that's really good yeah. and then we also have dracarys of course infamous dracarys uh when daenerys's mm -hmm. unit activates one friendly drogon Rhaegal, or viserion unit within short range they make a free attack action yeah so so i think you're gonna you're seeing <laughs> oh, okay it, that's good but here's the thing you're also starting to see the pattern where i think this is them balancing out the dragons a little bit by the fact that they have to kind of stay within a bubble of Daenerys to really yes. use a lot of these abilities. So it's like almost like you kind of want to like maybe have one sticking with her the whole time so that you could take advantage of this stuff. But otherwise, uh, it's, it's interesting. They kind of want you. They kind of want you to be close to to, to mom, right? <laughs> yeah. And so, um, oh man, yeah. There's going to be some interesting combos with that. I can see maybe people start trying to think of like looking for potential ways that you can get additional activations on a unit yep. but luckily that's pretty much that's pretty limited at this time so fire made flesh what a friendly drogon regal or viserian unit is attacked after defense dice are rolled that unit suffers one wound for every two unblocked hits from this attack so think about that that basically turns their their wounds into you know 16 plus wounds right for one for one turn when you have that card so that's like a great get out of jail free card plus if you're playing it right you're scooping up both of those cards in your first couple of turns by using your ncu activations right so you can take like the the you know tactic zone to draw two extra cards activate another ncu and put them anywhere and just get that card out of your deck guaranteed so you can make sure you have two of them in hand all the time that's going to be pretty silly so i think that's uh that's probably the biggest one because that's going to really like for those turns where your dragons are out of position uh, you can make sure that you're not um you know getting getting whomped 
it's like its own little mini game. Like this is like its own mm -hmm. sub faction within the faction. This might be yeah. the coolest like faction identity out there. Um, yeah. And then when I'm talking about, we have a, a whole nother Daenerys here who's an NCU, the queen of Marine. Um, so she has fear of the dragon as her NCU ability. Daenerys begins the game with two order tokens on her. When an enemy combat unit makes a morale test before dice are rolled, you may remove one order token from Daenerys. If you do, they must roll one additional D6 and discard the highest result. So you basically can ensure that you're going to have a much better chance of having someone fail a morale test. Mm, okay. It's great for getting people to drop like objective tokens that they're carrying that are, are, you know, you can have them fail a panic test and they drop the objective token. The first time I looked at this, I misread it as like just quickly as I'm scanning through things like, oh my gosh, look at this next thing, next thing. I was thinking the D6 replaced the D3 somehow. And I was just like, what? <laughs> and now I'm like, oh, it doesn't, like, none of those words are in there. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, so this is good. It's not like crazy over the top good though. No, no that's um, pretty, pretty, normal, pretty respectable. Though. Like, um, but she's got some great tactics cards. These are phenomenal. And she can still take dragons. She doesn't have to take all three dragons though. Mm -hmm. yep. But they're at nine points. Right. So right off the bat, she's got counterplot. We are all familiar with counterplot. You know, the yeah. three plus to cancel an effect on a tactics card. If you control the crown, you get to reroll the die. You know, monster card. It's a big part of the game, but I, I'm I'm not I'm not always excited as I am about like mammoths when I see like more counterplots being put out there. Yeah, yeah. That's a uh, the counterplot. Just I mean, that's just no other way to say it. That's just a classic, awesome, strong card. A uh, promise of fire. When an enemy NCU activates, select two zones on the tactics board. If that NCU claims either zone this activation, one enemy combat unit becomes panicked and one enemy combat unit suffers a panic test. Mm. So that's a cool way just to like get it going there. You can, you can, uh, you have the panic token. So, like, I don't know if you'd really use her order tokens then because you're already putting a token down on them. Seems like a bit much to be like, roll three yeah. dice and re-roll them but i mean at the same time that basically guarantees they're gonna fail that's a there's a very strong chance that because but the thing is like so this one is a little bit weird right like you have to and they activate so before they choose the zone you have to choose two zones and say like if you take one of these you're gonna get a panic yeah. test right which is like Obviously, if you're playing a, a meta where you have like three NCUs a piece and like you always fill up the tactics board, this is you know, very usable. Um, however, if you're like, it, otherwise you kind of have to activate it late, right? Uh, later in the turn than you might want to otherwise. So um, I think it's, I think it's fine. It's not, it doesn't, doesn't blow your hair back, but it's pretty reasonable. I just keep thinking of Mance Raider and wildling diplomacy and how the free folk are so much better, but <clears throat> I'm like trying to contain myself here. This stuff is cool though. But remember the yeah. mammoth guys we talked about earlier? They're just so good. Um, <laughs> and then uh, Targaryen supremacy. When a friendly combat unit passes a panic test from being attacked, the attacker suffers a panic test with negative two to their roll. If you control the crown, the enemy also becomes panicked. So Targaryen Ew. supremacy is just Lannister supremacy, but more supreme. Well, yeah. I mean, this is obviously like way harder to pull off, and also it's like it's a tactics card as opposed to a static ability, so it's generally worse. But it, I, you know, that's one oh, thing. Is it because like, I feel like we could put it out like anywhere now. It's like I don't have to wait for yeah. 
like you to attack me. Like if you know, if I have Lannister supremacy, you're gonna attack that unit. You know, you might choose a different target. Now it's like you, I, you hit one of my things. Like boom, we're better than you. Uh, but then, right? But so what? Then you can only use it two times in the whole game. That's true. That is true. Like a Lannister supremacy is like cool. If, like I'm actively dissuading you from attacking one of my units. That's great, right? Whereas this, it's like, yeah, you might be able to pull it off and like give people a panic test, but only two maximum of two times if you drew both copies. So it's like, it's okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, we have a much higher chance of my mammoths going awry against this commander than the other one. Right, right. And I guess the other one, they just like roast them. They just like burn them. Because I can't, I, I just they can't think, trample the dragons. Right. Of the two versions of Targaryen, of um, Daenerys, I think the the actual attachment i never thought i'd say this the attachment version i actually like a lot better for the her tactics cards and her relationship with the dragons i feel like but she's a 21 strong. point plus like there's so much cost in there like it's it's just weird to even compare sure. the two right where it's like i mean right here the the ncu are getting like a free activation ncu commanders are i think generally speaking much stronger i just i'm just saying like purely from like her tactics cards okay yeah bad Plus, I think there's some game modes where it's better to have your commander on the field. I forget which one it is. Yeah, Dance of Dragons, true. where you have like you can like assign the points to other units, like you mark them, right? Fire and blood, fire and blood. That's it. Yeah. So, like sometimes it's better to have that unit. Plus, you're getting a six point discount on three dragons. So think about free activations. That's a whole unit, basically. Yeah. Right? Like, what is the most expensive NCU in the game? Five points. So, so then six point discount on three dragons bring in walder Frey, and you still have a point to play with on all your other stuff like you know it's i'd say she's a pretty substantial you know uh unit the only thing is of course like you're i am starks and they happen to bring jock and hagar the assassination mode like oh. it's sniped out of that unit yeah bad day and so and then the dragon when that happens is going to turn minor spoilers ahead and then it's going <laughs> to melt the throne <laughs> and then it's going to fly away with her body yeah, that's a, yes. that's a missed opportunity. If any of the Simon people are listening here, it's like, where's our ridiculous? You know, we got those giant Kickstarter thrones. There's no interaction right. there. Come on, we got it. I think the whole last season of Game of Thrones was a missed opportunity. That's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, oh. um, you know, the funny thing is when I just look at these two, the the Queen of the Mother of Dragons box is just such a great expansion to pick up, as far as like a Heroes box two sort of sort of thing. Um, the Queen of Marine like right off the bat it's just like it, it's it's clearly like more work you're gonna like you're gonna actually have to be like thinking about your lists in like a really smart way and like finding these little like connections and ways to mm -hmm. to maximize these use of of these tactics cards whereas yep. the the mother dragons like i can look at this right now and i'm like oh yeah like i'm gonna put her on the table and we put her in a unit and like we're gonna try and burn stuff it just seems like so much more straightforward hundred um, percent. Yeah. I don't I know think if Queen though, of Marine is the bad. It's version, like, I got to put more, more headspace into it. Well, it's like, she's like a control commander. Right. And like, I don't know if that's really the Targaryen thing right now. I mean, maybe there's more stuff coming, but like, there's not really a lot of like supporting characters for that style of play. Right. right. There's not a like, cause that like, I think the dragons themselves, like her kind of influencing morale is good. Cause then, uh, you know, obviously that plays off of vicious really nicely. But like even the fear of the dragon, it's like a two order limit. So it's like mm, you're kind of like, you know what I mean? Like compare that to like Cersei Lannister, which is like a flat minus two. Like I feel like that's a lot better because she does it every time she activates. Whereas like this one is like two times per game, you can force them to roll an extra dice. Do you think there's something here 
that's like hinting at future stuff. Like, this is totally. like a unit that's released that's like, oh, clearly there's going to be a unit that will really benefit from their opponent failing a morale test. Uh, that's a good possibility. Because, yeah. like, you know, I don't know. So, what would the Queen of Marine have? Queen of Marine, I, I guess we saw those Haruk cars, but they're not like, I don't know. That's not panic based there. I don't know. But okay, it's interesting. I'm interested to see where this goes, though. Um, yeah. I don't know. So do you think do you think units like this? I mean, I, I'm kind of looking at this as being a, a big turning point for the game. You know, the game's been doing phenomenally well. Start out with small, small numbers, mm -hmm. but you know, they're constantly growing. Do we uh, you know, is this one of those turning points where people are like, hey, it's a Game of Thrones game? Like, can I play with dragons? And now we can be like, yes, yes, yes you can. Yeah. Uh yeah. I mean, to me, it feels like you know, the game launched, I think, with like the, the, the top two sort of factions, right? And it was more grounded in reality, but we're starting to get more and more of like the fantasy elements, which is like good and bad, right? I mean, I, I, I still like the rank and file, just straight infantry, like medieval stuff. Mm -hmm. But you got to say like, I mean, how could you not also appreciate some of the more fantastical elements like the right. dragons, like the mammoths, like the giants, like those are some really like awesome things. I think... I think what we'll need is like um, maybe if some of the other factions start getting like some more of the war machines and whatnot, just because I still feel like some factions still have like kind of a little bit more. I'm just thinking about Baratheons, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> they have a slightly more sort of boring, uh, not boring. You know what I mean? Like they don't have like that that big splashy unit. Like I don't have any. What like, would single... be the big splash unit for that though? I wonder. Besides like a shadow. In... <laughs> I don't know. They, they should, well, yeah, it could be. Yeah, it could be a shadow that stabs you in the neck. Um, yep, just but... runs around on the board, just like shadow yeah why not you know you get one-time use um oh, it's just like gold. a solo tray you know just like right solo tray shadow beast which is like you know just you basically sacrifice it and then it kills any uh attachment or ncu automatically mm. <laughs> and that right, be you're not going to design the game like yes this kills whatever i want when it's a uh, yeah no, I, I don't have to roll and then you have no way to get around it and then i just instantly kill you've got to put other characters. things in there it's got to have like it's got to be birthed and have like order like birthing tokens and you can spend the right, token right. to re-roll to see if it does it and you have to get your you have to get a unit uh with stannis in it next to a unit with melisandre in it and they have oh, to God. connect to each other <laughs> this is like, like and super then awkward shadow. moments in the games i don't even know is this like appropriate do we have to put like a like a, a content label on this podcast now oh it's fine this is you know then, then the yeah. shadow baby is born when when okay. a mommy when a mommy, <laughs> when a mommy <laughs> and a daddy <laughs> love each other very much oh your future children are gonna be very confused <laughs> yeah 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 so i don't know i i think i think like all i'm saying is like they need something that's like a you know a, a solo tray kind of thing like they don't have like a siege engine or, or anything like that where a lot of the other armies at this point do yeah hopefully things don't get too crazy though i do like it grounded in in uh same in in more of the 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 heroics of the individual units uh all the yeah. giants are, are freaking cool uh but you know down totally. the line i wouldn't want like every faction to have monsters maybe cool like, units yeah, well, certainly of course not. But we don't yeah. be like hey like here's my like lord uh, here's the lord of light like a fiery avatar and it's like was that in the <laughs> it's like what well, it is now no i i prefer it to be more like low fantasy like i mean one of the cool things about game of thrones was like when it's when the show starts they the concept of all these fantastical elements like they're all just like kind of disbelief that they even exist right right so it's like one of those things where like over time you gradually go like oh wow that stuff is real so it felt more like it was like stuck in that sort of uh you know regular medieval era and then over time you start to what do we as like a a, a community like you know angrily demand now 
Like we can't shout like where are my dragons for very much longer. Martells. Martells. Everyone's just right onto that. Just be like, where are the Martells? Come on. Okay. And I think that's the last big that. missing faction, right? Because we've got Greyjoys coming. Martells is like the last major house because it looks like Highgarden is part of Baratheon, right? Yeah. So and I mean I'm sure there's like some like uh you know punk rock Game of Thrones fans that are gonna say, like, what about House Aaron, man? <laughs> Don't, like, don't anger the house Aaron fans. They are, uh, I know. Like, who, they're who cares? Uh, yeah. I'm nervous now. No, yeah, no, it's didn't uh, do anything in the books, right? <laughs> like stone cold, nothing. I mean, I know they did in the show, but at least where we are in the books, they haven't done anything at all. So from my understanding, and I may be misinterpreting this, but they keep saying like this sort of like knowingly nodding, you know, we have the rights to all the books, like that they can cover the material. So right now it's kind of grounded in the war for the five Kings. Does it have to be, are we going to be going backwards and having like more, you know, stuff from like fire and blood or like other eras? Oh. I mean, it seems like they've got sort of like limitless scope of what they can do. I mean, here. you could have Robert Baratheon, you could have people riding on dragons. You can get all, you can do all kinds of stuff. Right. So I think there's still so much though, that they can cover from the, from the books that they haven't gotten to yet that I think, We've got a lot of time before we really have to worry too much about that. But in the meantime, it's there's still a lot of game. I, I think Martells are probably next, though. I think that's probably. I mean, that was on the original box art, right? When we look at the symbols, uh, let's see. Oh yeah, I was gonna say for a second. Wow, I almost said who is the crow, but that's Night's Watch. We got the rose. Yeah, so I mean, that would be the one. And there was that like infamous misinterpretation or that that infamous line from Michael Chanel about like nine factions that everyone took as like. There's only going to be nine factions, or there's definitely going to be nine factions. Right. But that would bring us up to that range. And then we'll see what else we got coming. Man, I'm just so excited. Are you going to pick up, are you going to pick up either of these boxes? The, of the, I know you're uh, playing dragons? Baratheons, but like, are you going to just get dragons just to like to paint them? What do you think? Mm, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I think I'm definitely, I'm going to end up with mammoths. <laughs> And I'm gonna end up with dragons. Who am I kidding? Uh, but I mean, dragons are pretty rad. I, I, it's yeah. I, I guess what the interesting thing there is going to be like, what do you fill in the rest of the army with, right? Like when you have that yeah. 21 points. But I think you know, if you kept it, some someone solid swordsman, maybe you know, you do it, or or just spam the rest of it, like just fill it in with some some mercenaries, you know, get some stormcrows or some house bolton guys in there. That'd be cool. Oh, I'm just so excited to see what some of the community lists are. So yeah, oh, it's and gonna be awesome. And we don't have release dates for these. They haven't even been officially revealed. Uh, but there's all mm -hmm. sorts of rumors out there. So hopefully it's soon. And it'd be great to have by this holiday season. It feels like it's the right time. I, who knows, stuff down. Yeah. Sweet. Well, man, I, I, it's, like, it's just so funny because I feel like I've waited for years for this moment. And it's come. And I'm like so excited. And I'm like, I think I'm just like still in shock that it's actually here. It almost doesn't feel real. Maybe I'll just feel differently when I hold them in my hands. Yeah, I mean, they, the, they, the models look awesome, and I think they're going to be sweet to play with for sure. So absolutely fantastic. I hope everybody's excited as we are. And uh, let us know. Shoot us on the Facebook page some, you know, what you're thinking for, how you're going to build your list. Are you going to run dragons? Are you going to be running, you know, the, the mother of dragons with all three dragons? Maybe is that a trap? Are there major concerns? What game modes do you think might be awesome to be fielding those three creatures? And we'll cycle back around once we get some time to start putting some ideas together because we're pretty close to when we found this out. And when we <clears> thought on it more, maybe there'll be different different uh, maps where it's like 100%, like you want your dragons on you know, Fire and Blood, or maybe on other ones, it's like, yeah, no, you don't. You don't want this. Like you can't really control and contest all the points too easily. 
because that's gonna be a hard thing right they gotta stay within short range to get most of the benefits from the mother dragons right yeah well at least for the the, the free attack right so right. i mean obviously that's you know the the other one the other two the oh gosh what was it called it was like fire, fire made flesh and the dragon's flight like those those don't require it um but the dracarys does so that kind of like wants you to keep them in that bubble well man this is so exciting i can't wait to just do more content on this and when i get my hands on them i'll do like an unboxing and make some videos been waiting for dragons for a long time and i'm gonna have some mammoths soon to be stomping around so i look forward to uh you know having my mammoths take their like you know morning constitutional walking through your baratheon troops i hope i hope you're ready i'm ready and to everybody listening thanks for your continued support and in the meantime we hope you get your miniatures on the table <laughs>